Thanks for tuning into this episode of Through Jeremiah's Eyes, and this is your host, Jeremiah Pouncey. I've been in Los Angeles, as I've told you in this past episode, um, at the brand new NFL offices that were built this past year. I was blessed with a wonderful opportunity to come out here through the NFL HBCU Experienceship Program, in which I'm able to get mentorship and shadowing experience from all aspects of the NFL, from the sales side, from the podcast and media side, being on life such as shows and different podcasts, just a whole wide variety of different things that I've been able to get through this program. And today I'd like to introduce you guys to Erica Tamposi. She works for the NFL and I just wanted to start this episode off by having our special guest introduce herself. So Erica, if you would like to introduce yourself. Sure. My name's Erica Tamposi. I'm a producer slash talent for NFL media, do a bunch of podcasts, and that's sort of my day-to-day is the podcast world. Thank you for joining us. I was introduced to Erica through my mentor, Ben Gady, who was my mentor from the NFL HBCU Experienceship Program and just told him about this podcast idea that I have that you guys are now listening to. I mean, Erica was one of the integral parts into actually making this happen and getting everything into the order that it needed to be so that I could get this podcast up and running. So I just wanted to thank you just because I would not be here right now on this podcast (laughs) if we did not meet through Ben. And Ben told me that you weren't only a creative mind and producer for some of the shows, but also a part of talent, as you said. So could you give a little look into what you mean by talent? Yeah. So when you say talent, especially for NFL, we have, you know, the people that are writing the shows and creatives and sort of put together rundowns and all this this type of stuff. But then you also have the talent, the people that are that you'll see on NFL Network, the people that you'll hear on the TV shows. Um, And Mm -hmm. I've been very, very lucky to be able to do both. So, you know, the show that I'm on with Colleen Wolf called Split Ends. I pretty much write from top to bottom, you know, with with her help as well, but we're very, very involved. So yes, we have a producer, but it's pretty much our show from top to bottom, sort of like you, Jeremiah, because you wrote this, but now you're the talent, you're the host. And how did you get to, like, how did all of that happen from producing shows to now being a producer and being part of the talent? Because I was able to join on set of Around the NFL, which was one of the podcasts that the NFL produces. And you weren't only behind the scenes, but you would also come in and speak at times as well. So is that kind of how you were introduced into being talent? And that's how you were, I guess, identified or you were made known to the people? Or how did that come up? Or how did yes, that come about? that's actually a good observation. I used to work in Hollywood, so I've been sort of moved my way up as a as a producer on some television shows. And then I got the job at the NFL. And when I was producing around the NFL, I would talk on the mic once in a while and it became more and more to the point where mm-hmm. I've been there for like four and a half years now. And I'm on every show. The NFL has given me some awesome opportunities to move forward and you know take take a show of my own i also do a podcast with anthony jesselnick who's a comedian outside of the nfl which is super fun and it's just sort of taken on a world of its own which has been super cool that sounds dope um and also just like i commend you on like that route it seems crazy but i guess it all led to here um right and also speaking of hollywood you have a nickname of ricky hollywood so how did (laughs) so like how did that come about 
That's true. That's true. So I've told this story before, but I feel like it changes every time I tell it because it's tweaked a little <laughs> bit. But when yeah. I was younger, I was working in a restaurant and there were some Brazilian chefs in the restaurant. And when they would put their the food up for the waitresses to come take it you know, out of the kitchen and plate it up mm-hmm. and bring it to the tables, they would yell your name and say, food is up, like food's up. Mm-hmm. So they kept saying, Erica food is up and they were telling me that it was really annoying not to like roll the R's and it was just like my name (laughs) was hard for them to say and then they they told me like Eric Ricka they started calling me Ricky with a with a rolled R Mm -hmm. and my friends used to tease me like oh you're going to Hollywood like you think you're big shot and it just (laughs) ended up sticking and now I'll (laughs) now I'll answer to it in public which is embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a cool nickname, though. I hear everybody calling you it around the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a really cool story. That's also yeah. a really cool story. I don't have any, like, special nicknames. People either call me Jeremiah or they call me Pouncy, which is my last name. And story okay. about that is from back in elementary school. My fifth grade teacher was a Steelers fan, oh. and they had a center, Marquise Pouncy, and mm-hmm. she used to watch Steelers all the time. So then my last name just kind of stuck. That's so awesome. everybody just started calling me Pouncy and it stuck through high school. And then now in college, the same exact thing. I guess because it's shorter than Jeremiah, it yeah. makes sense to be a nickname, but I don't really know. The Pouncy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also um, just a little bit of a transition. Speaking about identity, um, I know that's something that is part of your identity, especially working in the NFL and that being a corporate America environment, um, is that you are also a gay woman, which mm-hmm. is an art, which, oh, which I also read a short article about, which you can also find on NFL.com. And just through my interactions with you, for example, I'm just a random college student that emailed you <laughs> one day. And then and now you're helping me make this podcast, helping me make my dream come true. Um, and just talking to the different people in the podcast studios or on the sets of different shows and hearing how highly they speak of you is just oh. like, it's just amazing to me. So how have you navigated the space knowing that everybody may not be uh, like as accepting of you just in the realm of being a gay woman? Yeah, that's super tough. And when I wrote that article, I think it came out in 2020, October. Yeah, about a year, a year and a few months ago. And mm-hmm. it was really, really scary to put that out there. I mean, close friends and family knew, um, but for like the world to see, and you know, NFL is such a big entity, people were sharing it. The yeah. overwhelming response from fans, from coworkers, from call, like family members like old teachers of mine were sharing the article and stuff and it was so overwhelming and awesome like i was i was on a different planet for like four days i did not (laughs) come down or stop shaking um but luckily we're in you know 2021 at this point so outwardly like i haven't really come across anything too you know bad like no i mean i'm sure there there are people that disagree or think that it's like up to me how i feel and i shouldn't be putting it in their face and all this type of stuff so i'm sure they think that but you know the same way that it's you know if someone's an asshole at work 
<laughs> they're probably not going to be around very long. You know what I mean? Everyone <laughs> yeah. has that respect, has that, you know. So no one has been outwardly in my career yet. There's plenty of time. <laughs> Fingers crossed that it never happens. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. And I, I like, I admire that. Um, just how you're able to just, like, as you were saying, how it's like your friends knew, your family knew, but actually taking that step and putting it out to the entire world, I know that had to be like a, like a really terrifying big step. Ugh, yes. Horrible. Like, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> and I just want to like commend you on you. doing that. That's just amazing. Do you ever find it like challenging to gain someone's respect or fight that battle between altering who you are and to be accepted in this space or any space in general, whether it's your per- professional life and your career or personal life, just socially. Um, That's a great or question. like, hmm. instead of being you authentically, cause I kind of, well, I know it's not the exact same thing, but being a black man in America, there's like, I guess code switching, um, trying to basically conform and alter the way I speak, alter the way I try and like, be me like being a different version of myself to a different crowd just to try and be accepted well how do you um, handle so, that i'll throw that to you first how do you deal with that so i guess in through like elementary and middle school i used to just like i used to try and i guess fit in like everybody used to call me like the like i'm black but i'm the white black kid I um, hate just that. Of the so that many I would people like. say that. That's so. Yeah. That's so not okay. And like we let it be okay for so long. Yeah. Ugh. And it's wild. Like just like looking back on it and everything. And then in high school, I guess it kind of like, I guess my mindset kind of shifted just because I started understanding things differently. I started getting more confidence in who I am and look learning about more so Black history, some history that wasn't taught in schools. I'm talking to my mom and my dad about what happens in school instead of just being like, oh, this is what I have to do. They don't really care. Um, yeah. But I guess it was just a mentality that I like came to have of I'm me. And if you don't like me for me, then that's your problem, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know that you sh- or I don't want to hang around you if you can't accept me for me because I'm accepting you for you. Right. Um, and then going to North Carolina A&T, which is the largest public HBCU, that just gave me even more confidence being surrounded by majority Black population of students that are trying to elevate and be those role models in the future, be able to progress through their careers, be able to make their dreams come true. I don't even know if that really answered the question. I kind of no, went off on of course like it did. No, you said you like... said what you needed to say is that hey, this is me, and if you're not cool with that, like there's the door, and and that's the same same way that I am, and it's gotten to this point where I used to think that maybe I wouldn't, you know, I'm also a, a woman, so in sports, automatically mm-hmm. people look at me like. I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm not educated or I, you know, if someone asks, Oh, you work for the NFL, I'll be like, yeah, then they'll, Oh, name this random O-line player. And I'm like, you, yeah, which is also insane. Yeah. Like why do you say that? Just trying to trip you up for no reason. 
Right. Like, what are you trying to prove something? So, so that's yeah. one thing. But then I was like, okay, if I'm gay, are people going to say like, oh, of course you like football or that's yeah. why you're in that. Job. So I was very much like trying to walk the professional line of, is it going to hurt my career or is it going to help my career? And then I was like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Why are you living for like, if it's going to hurt or help your career? And yeah. now this huge burden is off my shoulders that I was carrying around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And now you're just, just elevating. Just keep on doing more and more <laughs> cool things. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, and even hearing about all this stuff, like before we met in person, I was able to get actual in-person experience on the podcast sets and everything. Just hearing about what you do and then actually seeing all the stuff <laughs> that you do, it's totally, it's totally different. It's totally insane. Yeah, Just the amount of like work effort. Your creative mind is also crazy, um, oh, in like you. a good way. <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> not in a bad way. No, um, no, not at all. No, no, it's inspiring. I guess you could oh, say. And then all the like you. battles that you come across, and then being able to progress past those, and then being like, yeah, this is me. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna carry myself this way, and then I'm gonna be the best in the realm that I want to be in. That's what right. I need to be. That's what I want to be. And that's what I'm aspiring to be. So even though it's not the exact same, uh, definitely draw inspiration from you and what you do. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Well, you're, you're everything that we have talked about, you have put into motion and you have what I think when we first met, I was like, just do it. Like literally just, just start doing it. Like don't yeah. think too hard, just do it and then pivot as you go. I feel like I use that word pivot with you a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote it on like one of the notes that I was taking during our meetings. I wrote it in like big font and then I kept it and I was like circling it because it came up like a few times. And then even yeah. when we texted the other day, um, you said something about pivoting. Um, so it's you got to be able to roll, you know? Yeah, like the, the adapt, uh, adaptability. Yes. Kind of fumbled on yeah. that. But yeah, staying adaptable if that even makes sense of course. <laughs> and then also um i remember reading an article a few months ago about carl nasib nasib i don't know how nasib, to specifically I, think. Name. I think i think it's nasib yeah i hope so i hope we didn't <laughs> mess that up <laughs> but uh he's the first openly gay nfl player and he donated 100k to the trevor project and not only that the nfl also matched that donation and just to give the audience uh, like some background on the Trevor Project, it's the leading national organization that focuses on and advocates for awareness and crisis prevention for young LGBTQ plus kids. So just like seeing that, how does that make you feel seeing that the company that you work for is supporting this like I guess, movement or a movement of acceptance, um, mm. trying to fight back against like the social stigmas that come with somebody not just being, I guess, fitting the what society would say, quote unquote, the normal person, even though I don't really know why that's what that is. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um, you think of the NFL, you think of fans, you think of, you know, people drinking beers on Sunday and watching their favorite yeah. team, like the clientele or the people that consume the NFL, you know, 
there were a lot of people that were really upset that people were kneeling for the anthem. They, mm-hmm. you know, said that it was, you know, disrespectful to the flag. They're all for, you know, equality. But when you kneel, so then yeah. we paint and racism in the end zone. They don't like that either. And it's like, okay, yeah, I thought this was about problem. the flag. I thought this yeah. was about the flag. So let's, let's chat. Um, you know, after this, whatever, but (laughs) to see, to imagine that even now, like if you had asked me this question three years ago, if I'd been like, is the NFL like a inclusive place to work? Mm -hmm. I would probably tell you, no, I'd be like, the fans are very set in their ways. The league, you know, the NFL, I hate to use this word is like a boys club. And so for all of a sudden, if they're going to be opening their arms to a gay player and there are plenty more that haven't come out, you know, it's just a Mm -hmm. numbers game. There's just no way that's possible. And there's been past players that have come out and all this type of stuff. So to see the league, you know, endorse this and say, like, you belong here, you belong on this field is like so amazing. Yeah. And I also see it as like, for example, how we see the players doing this type of thing. But then we also see you doing this on another end of what the NFL does in the media side of everything. So it's like the same way, or at least from my perspective, it's like the same way that players are able to come out now um, and be their authentic and genuine self and share that with the world and not be hiding that. I feel like in the same way you are being that in like the media podcast talent producer all that different type of stuff that you do which is a whole bunch <laughs> yeah, um, but, you're a being, lot. <laughs> but you're becoming like a role model oh, for these I don't kids know. and just people in general how do you think that you're not there's a i don't track, know but <laughs> i feel like there's no way that you're not if you're on shows if you're doing all this different amazing things you have an article about you on nfl.com and as you're saying, there's a whole bunch of social media, like everything about it. I don't know. It's inspiring yeah. to me. So I know that it has to be inspiring to a whole bunch of other people, all the audiences that you have across your various platforms. Um, I don't know. That's awesome. I don't know That's, I was, it's I don't good know to hear. No, it's good to, you know, it's like, like a nice reminder, which actually I got a DM a couple of like a month or so ago saying that they're like, Hey, I don't think you'll read this, but if you do just wanted to let you know that I was so inspired by your article last year that I decided to say, you know, screw it. And I asked out this guy at work. It was a guy and he was like, and I asked out this guy at work and I just want to let you know that, you know, that was a year ago and we just got engaged this past weekend. And it's because of your article. And I was like (laughs) blown away that, 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 that I'd had that impact on someone. Like it was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. See, it's like you're a role model, even if you, whether you want to recognize it, which you definitely <laughs> should, because it's yeah. like, that's another thing, just like in general, like being able to like take a step back and then realize the impact that you're actually having. Right. Is like, I guess it's hard. It's even hard for me to do. Like I can see all this amazing stuff that you're doing and everything. But then I even catch myself sometimes not thinking that I'm doing enough or that what I've done isn't having an impact. Of course but it is though. Just like just like having conversations like this, like having the reminder. Like that DM that you got, that's crazy. I want to get to yeah. a point where that's something that I want to be able to have. 
I'd be able to have DMs from people saying, oh, this impacted me in this way. Oh, this motivated me to do this. Like that's amazing. Uh, like an opportunity that I had a couple months ago, I was speaking to um, some kids that were in a nonprofit looking to get minorities involved in veterinary medicine. Oh, and cool. I was like presenting my story, what I do, um, like advice, motivation, like that type of thing. And then one of the students said that like what I was doing was cool and that it was inspiring and they want to do some stuff that I'm doing. And it's like, those are the moments. Those are like the things that make what I'm doing right now feel like it's worth it. But I never would have been able to take that step back, I guess, and recognize that if mm. I wasn't told that. So yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I was. No, say, I mean, it's an important, it's life is all about finding these moments like you just said, it was that moment in time and it's creating moments that get you to where you are and, you know, try to make the the best of all these moments too, because there there's bad times, but there's so many good times too. And like you said, just taking that yeah. step back is really important. I agree a hundred percent. It's something that I'm trying to work on. It's also, I don't know, another thing I'm trying to do is like being able to tell people or like going out of my way to make sure I let people know the impact that they're having on me. Just because as you were saying that simple DM, when they they didn't even know that you were going to be able to read it or that you were right. going to see it. But just the simple fact that they actually took those, like that, those few minutes to actually send that DM that you were actually able to see and how it's had an impact on you today. How that right. kid actually came off a of mute on the Zoom and then said that. And then the impact that it's had on me today, even though those are like, those are months ago, but yeah. we still remember those moments. That's amazing. That's good. Well, that's all I have for today. I um, still want to wrap up with the tradition that I do at the end of every podcast episode. So I have two questions. Uh, the first being three things that you live by or your keys to life. What would you, mm. what would you say those are? Well, they've changed over the years, but one there's there's three constants. So I think one is you never go to bed without saying I love you to either family members or basically you don't go to bed angry. Like I try not to mm -hmm. if I'm fighting with someone or I'm upset or whatever, you never want to go to bed without saying I love you in whatever aspect yeah. that is. Um second, I think you should always do twice as much for someone else that you would yourself. And I think there's a lot of emphasis right now on self-care and I totally live by that. And I think that you need to take care of yourself and don't become a doormat. But also I think it's better for me to do more for others than it is for myself. Not putting myself yeah, in a situation agree. where I'm, you know, hurting myself or taking advantage of or anything like that. But in a normal relationship do more for them than you would yourself and the third sure. rule is never buy cheap toilet paper you gotta <laughs> spend the money you gotta spend the money yes that's a that's a form of self-care right you got it a perfect form of self-care um <laughs> and then the final question um if you could have a conversation with a 12 year old you so Ooh. like just getting out of middle school, going into high school, what would the conversation be about or what advice would you give and why? See, it's so hard because then you think you get into the whole butterfly effect. Like if I said something to myself, would I be in yeah, a different- Yeah, so then would you have done this? You know what I mean? Like yeah. where I, would I be here now? 
I would say um, get some lunch money from dad and invest in Bitcoin <laughs> because then oh, yes. I'd be super rich. <laughs> You'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, like rich, rich. Um, yeah. So I'm for- that would probably be that. But then maybe I wouldn't be doing this. Like maybe I'd be rich but like kind of miserable. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I would say that, like, I used to think that this is what I'm going to do, and this step leads to this step, and this step leads to this step. And Jeremiah, you know what I'm going to say <laughs> is be <laughs> able to pivot. To pivot, yep. Right? You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's like there isn't one direct path, and everybody, anybody I talk to, even at NFL Media, like, how did you get here? It was Mm -hmm. not the direction you'd think. It was, oh, I was working over here and then this happened and then I really had a passion for this, but I took a job somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. Like every, there is not one specific path. And so instead of focusing so much on, oh my God, I didn't get this or I'm not doing this. And it's hard for me even now. Like I have my sights set on Mm -hmm. stuff that might not work out. And it's very easy to be like, well, you know, throw your hands up and be really upset. But like, yeah. give your give yourself that time to be upset. Take a step back and just be like, okay, now what? Yep. And then be able to pivot and then yep. put all that effort that you would in the what you wanted to do into now the next opportunity that you can get. Exactly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining me, like genuinely. Um, and thank you for like getting me to LA and then also just like all the experiences and everything that you've helped me out with while I've been here because I spent pretty much the majority of my time in the podcast area, in the studios, on the sets of shows, all that different type of thing. Um, it really has been a uh, like very, very amazing experience. And I'm also Good. looking to look forward to the future as well. Hopefully I'll be able to get back out here. I don't know when, but definitely want to because even though it was like a week that I'm out here, I still want to make it longer. So somehow got to get back out here and anything you would like to promote like shameless plugs, things you have going on that you want to say, last yeah. words you'd like to leave the audience with. Yep. Split ends on Tuesday for NFL and iHeartMedia. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. An amazing podcast. Definitely yeah. taking some notes from what you do over there and applying that to this. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Um, it was so much fun. Thank you for joining me. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes and also stay tuned for all the special guests that I'll have on in the future. I'll continue to have amazing conversations with the incredibly dope people that I've met through my many adventures. Also, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Through Jeremiah's Eyes for updates and more content. It would be amazing if you could also like, share, and subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss an episode and we can grow this community. Thank you so much for your time, Erica, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode for another look through my eyes. See you soon. Thank you.